This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that also likes to get drunk with reindeer <laughs> it's the best it's right? my favorite thing to do i feel like it's the holiday season all year long from all the reindeer that we get drunk with i mean there's there's a reason they named him blitzen that's right <laughs> i can't tell if we're starting on a high or a low with that one dancer prancer they're drinkers yeah sure <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. You're just going to name Jerome, Tito, (laughs) Tito, right? (laughs) All the famous reindeer. Oh boy! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! This is our Christmas episode. This is this year. Today we are talking about 1996's Jingle All the Way, directed by famous director Brian Levant. I don't know if it's Levant or Levant. I think it's Levant. I'm giving him that little flair. Yeah, Levant. He earned it for right. directing a feature film. He did Beethoven and the Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> okay. And well, Snow Dogs with Cuba like Gooding Jr. Famous director. And are we there yet with Ice Cube and The Spy Next Door with Jackie Chan and A Christmas Story 2 direct to DVD. What would A Christmas Story 2 even entail? I don't know. Does it have the same kid in it? I have no idea. I'm not interested. I can I, tell you that right I think away. most people had the same thought, which Fair is enough. why direct to DVD. Oh, boy. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. It's turbo time. It sure is. Dave, I got an IMDb actual trivia fact for you. You're not allowed to do this. Yeah. This is against the no. law. See, every this week you're like, this is too early. Why? Well, I, I want to be as early as possible now. Go ahead. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger's only Christmas comedy. <laughs> Why would someone take the time to type <laughs> that out? It's true. Oh, man. Unlike some of them, which weren't. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Have you seen this thing before? Of course. So many times. What are your thoughts on it? I think I have a very nostalgic place for it. Okay. And it's going to sway my opinion of it because objectively probably not a very good movie. Okay. But I find it entertaining and I like it. What about you? I'm kind of in the same boat, I would say, where the nostalgia factor definitely outweighs the the bad movie factor. Yeah. And this is a bad movie. It's probably. Probably. Definitely. Definitely probably. I don't know. That's the sequel to- Definitely, definitely maybe. maybe. Definitely find out that Abigail Breslin and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart is that is she in it? Probably. I always forget whenever she's in movies, and I get surprised yeah. and excited because she's a treat every single time. Oh, oh, uh, no! It's it's um Elizabeth. What's her last name? She's in it. Her yeah. really? Her? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Still. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk Jingle all the way? Let's talk Jingle all the Let's way. Let's get into it. We begin, as we always do, with an obvious Power Rangers knockoff, complete with near-child murder. Yeah, this is where the movie started on a real downer for me, just because <laughs> I didn't realize I had PTSD yeah, until this very until moment. Until this moment, where, where the, the death squad, or whatever they're called, show up <laughs> in their various colors. Yep. 
It's Turbo Man, and you can always rely on Turbo Man. And Anakin, I mean Jamie, played by Jake Lloyd, he loves this shit. We're going to get to talking about Jake Lloyd in just a little bit. We sure are. Jamie's mom, Liz, played by Rita Wilson. Mrs. Tom Hanks. Mrs. Tom Hanks. How great to see her. Phenomenal. I feel like I don't get to see Rita enough. You don't get to see Rita enough. I only wish she was written a little better. (laughs) That would be nice. We'll get there. She tells Jamie that it's time to get ready for his karate belt ceremony thing. And he laments that his dad isn't home yet. And he'll probably miss it like he misses everything. Right. We've all seen Liar Liar. It's true. (laughs) Wow. Very similar. Too similar. Cut to a corporate Christmas party popping off. But Howard Langston, played by Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. Yep, he's back. He's still making last-minute mattress sales calls, reminding everyone that they're his number one customer. It's a very, very good bit. And it's weird to see him in like this corporate world where he's at his office yeah. while everyone else is having a good time, and he's still making these phone calls. I don't know who he's calling nope, at he's this time. People who have urgent mattress needs on December 23rd. I don't know who that would be. His he's number one like, customer. No, he's getting like 400 mattresses to this one customer. Yeah. That's probably a hotel, just from having worked in the hotel world. Sure. They're not ordering that shit then. Maybe that's the best time to get good deals. No, trust me, nobody it's not. else is. Yeah, you're, that makes sense. <laughs> Dave, I got another IMDb fact for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah. How many do you have? I'm not going to say. That's not right. This okay. is not my last one. <laughs> I'll say that. It's not my last one. Uh, so uh, when the Scrooge man, he yeah. had the, the ghosts visit him, Uh huh. that was like his nightmare? I want to I wanna give you enough that you want to punch a reindeer in the face. One would have done it. That's my that's my but goal. Here, here we are, I guess. Yeah. We're going to really push the boundaries. So toward the beginning of the movie, when Howard is in his office taking phone calls while talking to his wife, he signs a contract. Arnold Schwarzenegger signs his own name during this scene. He doesn't. That is a false IMDb trivia fact. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I rewatched it just to make sure. And no, he writes down Harold Langston. Harold or Howard? His How- name is Howard. Howard. But it's squiggly in a way that I didn't <laughs> okay. look at the cheat sheet quick enough. To say the right name? That's fair enough. <laughs> no, it's it's Howard. I appreciate you doing the detective work for us. Well, it just happened. Good on you. That I was watching it, doing the, the synopsis, and I was like, oh, I got to plug in that fact. And then I was like, wait a minute. You busted him. I did. You should report it. I should. I won't. They'll kill him. <laughs> Is that the rule? Yeah. Neat. They're going to kick in his door, and they're going to put him down. There was one that came up twice, and I was like, what is this? I almost have to use it because it's twice. And the, the, gra- the grammar on it was awful, abysmal. Sounds like a proper IMDb fact. But it was from like the extended version. Time out. Yeah. The family fun edition. Time out. There's a family fun extended edition. What of could this they movie. possibly include? Apparently, there's a whole conversation with the tow truck driver. We kind of saw it. No, like there's a proper, like there's, there's an actress who plays the tow truck driver. Yeah, it's the same girl who's like in a bunch of his stuff. She's a character actress she's, who- She's not Sarah Connor. No, I got that. The tow truck driver's the, if you ever watch Third Rock from the Sun, she's the woman in the cafeteria who really, really hates Dick Solomon. Okay. Did you not have this scene? No, I didn't have Did I scene. watch the Family Fun I Edition? I think you had the Family Fun Edition. Oh, man. No How long was yours? felt long as hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine was definitely under an hour and a half. I could have sworn mine was. Maybe it wasn't. My mind is a little bit blown right now. I saw the whole conversation. Really? I will tell you about it when we get there. Well, that's a shame because I had an actual IMDb trivia fact about it. And yes. now I, I can't You can drop use it. it. I'll tell you what's right or wrong. It's Detective actually Dave. really easy to find because it's on the IMDb page twice. So That's how we got down this rabbit hole. Maybe I'll pull it up before we 
get to the scene. I can't wait. Howard insisted he's going to leave on time and make it to Jamie's karate class. Yeah, but then he completely blows it with his wife saying, you're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. And I love the reaction for Rita Wilson. Click. Yep. <laughs> Appropriate. Yep. Howard runs into a traffic jam while he's hurrying to Jamie's karate class. He decides to use the breakdown lane like an asshole and is promptly pulled over by a motorcycle cop, Officer Alexander Hummel, played by Robert Conrad. Sure. Who never would have been in that traffic, let's be honest. You're right. He would not have been sitting in that traffic. No, definitely not. Suspension of disbelief, gone. It's gone, right away. Suspension of belief? I suppose you're having a bit of both here. I mean, are you aware that this is a movie, that this is a feature film? Oh. Because that would be the suspension of disbelief. It is? Whereas I think if it's happening within the movie and it takes you out of it, the cop sitting in traffic instead of taking the, the side lane. Yeah. That's what they call it. That's a double whammy. The side lane. <laughs> the side lane. It's a double whammy because not only is it a cop sitting in traffic, but it's also a motorcycle sitting in traffic, which just doesn't happen. In Minnesota, in winter. There's that too. Yep. <laughs> wow. We're just piling on the layers. We found it. Dead astronaut right there. Brian Levant On the highway. Here. He's taking them all down with him. <laughs> In the meantime, Liz is joined by neighbor Ted Martin, played by Phil fucking Hartman. Yeah, it is. He's getting hit on by all the other moms while he records the karate class, because his kid's in it, too. It's ridiculous how good it is. He's just the perfect character He's at so all times, no matter smarmy, what. He's so but like, he doesn't technically do anything wrong until way later in the movie, so you, no, you he, hate him. He leads it off right away with the wrong, because- the one mom brought like these cookies to this karate class to yeah. give to him. It's like, hey, thanks for fixing my screen door. Wink, ding, nudge, nudge, say no more type thing. Yeah. 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 But why is he in the wrong for that? Well, then another mom next to him sitting is like, yeah, hey, yeah, can yeah. you come over? And I have something I need a handyman to take care of. It's like, I got the perfect tool for that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He's he, divorced dad. He's Go a to town. single dude. Fire away on all the single moms. He, or maybe he's not. Smarmy, maybe they're not but single. He's... I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's Phil fucking Hartman. Live your life. You don't have much longer. <laughs> Wow. It's true. This is his last feature film. Yeah, it is. Which is a shame that it had to be Jingle All the Way. But realistically. Is it? Phil fucking Hartman. Yeah, he had time to go downhill also. That's true. He did not usually take the best roles. Case in point. <laughs> I got the right tool for that. <laughs> My Phil Hartman is too much John Wayne. Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a pilgrim shy of a John I really Wayne impression. Am. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do a Phil Hartman. Do a John Wayne. I've got that tool for that, Pilgrim. Can't do a John Wayne. All right. Nope. <laughs> the the nope. more we it's... know here. <laughs> Can I say something about this whole movie so far also? Yeah, sure. Eight minutes in. That's when the opening credits end. <laughs> Eight minutes in. Yeah. Is when you get directed by Brian Levant. That's too long. That is a significant <laughs> chunk of the movie at that point. Right? <laughs> oh, we want to make sure everybody gets the credit they deserve. Oh, my One God. One at a time for a full minute. <laughs> it's too long. It's way too long. It's way too long. It's long enough for Jamie to receive his purple belt. He did it. They had to like break a box and they like the purple it, belt's it, in it. It broke open and there's the purple belt. But Great. he's still super bummed that his dad didn't make it. Right. And then Howard shows up to a dark, empty gym. And in case you weren't sure, he says, I didn't make it. I appreciate it. I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, did he make it? I can't tell. Was that janitor getting his purple belt? Maybe. When Howard arrives home, Ted is installing Christmas lights on his roof. Like, what the hell are you doing on my roof? It's so good. I love Phil Hartman here. Just Ah, it's Christmas Eve. You don't have your... It's not even Christmas Eve. I still can't do his voice. So. No, it, I don't know what you're trying to do there, but <laughs> just throwing this out there. If I got home and saw another man on my roof putting up Christmas lights, oh boy. 
Yeah. I'm Santa Clausing him. That's oh, <laughs> oh, oh, there would arise such a clatter. There would. It would be broken bones and justice. And then you would have to be Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. That thumbs the rules. That's the rule. You know, I'm game. As long as it's like a Phil Hartman type on your roof and not an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. That's also fair. So Jamie is pretty pissed at Howard because he missed his, he missed his karate thing. class. Yeah. And he storms off to his room, which has a sick-ass Captain America mural on the wall. Sure does. That I'm very jealous yeah. of. Yeah. We can do that to your room if you want. No, we better not. I rent. Fair enough. To make it up to Jamie, Howard promises to get him anything he wants for Christmas. Yeah, because that's what you want is, I fucked up so hard, I'm just going to buy you happiness. I got to buy you happiness. And he's like, oh no, I already told Santa. He's got it covered. I love Arnold's reaction here. Uh, Sometimes Santa needs help. (laughs) Or whatever. Uh, Santa's really busy this time of year. (laughs) What Jamie really wants is a Turbo Man doll. Anybody that doesn't get one, it's going to be a real loser. What a threat. Yeah. Your dad is Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. Right? You don't need a Turbo Man. You don't. You don't. You don't. You just, you got a cool Austrian dad, probably. Yeah. With a very recognizable accent that for some reason, we'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Liz says that it's lucky that Howard already bought the doll two weeks earlier, but he didn't, which of course he lies about. Yeah. She says they'll probably be impossible to find now. You get that classic wide-eyed Arnold. The Ooh. quick zoom in also is yeah. so good. It's very good. It's I really appreciate that. That is your, your family comedy moment right And you there. get it twice in that scene. Yeah, you do. That's a lot of zoomed-in Arnold wide-eyedness. It's perfect. And the first one, it's like she like leans down to brush her teeth or something or do something with her hair, and it's over her head, and it zooms yeah. in on him. And it's, I love it. Brian Levant, and he, the, he picked up one trick. And then the second one, he's in bed, and he's just lit from the eyes up. Like Morticia Adams. Yeah. That's all it is. It's that shot. The next morning, Christmas Eve, Howard sets out to find a Turbo Man doll. I like how he's leaving the house and Liz is just like, hey, where are you going? He's like, I forgot it at the office. It's like, that's the one place you shouldn't go because everyone's pissed that you've been there too much already. Yeah. Instantly strike one on the day. Right. In my book. If I'm Liz. It probably would have been worse. I have needs. I'm Liz. (laughs) Your needs are going to be satisfied by Tom Hanks. Don't worry about it. Are they, though? I want to put this out there. <laughs> and I think it's about time we do discuss this. Whenever we come into like a character or an actor or someone in these movies, we'll be like, yeah, that person fucks. I've never gotten that feeling about Tom Hanks. No? No. I feel like he's just too vanilla. Like he's probably the everyman while he's in bed also, probably. You think so? I do think so. You don't think he has something like dark and twisted that only comes out in the bedroom? No! <laughs> I can't imagine him like just pulling out like a an oversized keyboard from under the bed saying, dance on it, Rita, you dirty bitch. You dance, you play chopsticks for me, Rita. You can't see that? No. Really? Yeah. Okay. I guess we have different opinions of Tom Hanks. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> like, I want to keep this package. I'm going to deliver it to you way in the future at a crossroads in Kansas or something. <laughs> that is hot to me. After I fuck a volleyball. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I can't believe you would do that to Wilson. I mean, best friends? Everybody knows that a volleyball and a man can't be friends because the sex thing always it gets just in the way. gets in the way. We all know that. Tune in next month to our, our Patreon episode on When Harry Met Sally. What the hell's wrong with you? I have no idea. I did not expect Tom Hanks. Going to the boneyard with a volleyball. Yeah, to, to be a segue. In Jingle All the Way. No, that's true. And that's on me, probably. It seems like it might have been. The whole point is, Tom Hanks, 
Vanilla, probably. Probably. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. Unless he like tries to play different everyman characters. Even then, I feel like none of his characters fuck. Do you think actors change their character while they bone? Only if you ask nicely. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> or, even better, do you think Tom Hanks felt any like envy knowing that his wife had to kiss Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie? Oh, probably. I would have to imagine that's going to emasculate yeah. anybody. Oh, absolutely. Not to say like Arnold's a good-looking dude. It's just that he's a absolutely gigantic man. He's who's enormous. An unbelievable he's a shape. specimen of a yes. human. Yeah. Maybe and then that's you why got Tom Hanks fucked the volleyball. Tom Hanks over here like, <laughs> somebody's poisoned the water hole. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I did forget he was in Toy Story and I was trying to come up with examples. So thank you for that. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> On his way out the door, Howard runs into Ted, who has a real-life reindeer who attacks Howard. Yeah. Where do you get a reindeer from? I don't know, but he has one. But Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. He's, he's got like, one. I have a reindeer. I got to stop trying that. You sound like you are about to announce uh, like a Babe Ruth home run. Oh, even better. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Ted asks Howard where he's going, and Howard's like, I'm going to get my son a turbo, man. And Ted's like, oh, I got mine. Months ago, and it's sitting safely nestled under the Christmas tree. That won't come back ever. Nope. Never ever. Definitely not. We won't even hear the line repeated. Nope. Definitely not. In like an echoey kind of. (laughs) An echoey kind of. (laughs) Yeah. End of thought. Echoey kind of. I watched you trail off. Yeah. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Part of me wanted to come up with a last word for that sentence, but another part of me was like, nah, we're good. One of those, I hope Dave's not listening because that (laughs) happens sometimes. Let me just try this out. While waiting outside for the toy store to open, Howard meets Myron Larrabee, played by Sinbad. Sin-fucking-bad? Do you remember last week when we were like, why can't these people just have one name? We did it. We did it. Sinbad. Finally. It's about time, really. Overdue. You know uh, what? Also, we could have used McLovin. We could have, and we chose not to. <laughs> I have a question for you yeah. that I've never, ever thought to look up in my life. What do you think Sinbad's real name is? Archibald Sinbad. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Not even close. Oh, you already looked it up? I just typed it in now because I had to have my curiosity sure. taken care of there. His name is David Atkins. Nailed it. I was I nailed it. First try. David Atkins. Dude was in the military. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. While he was in the military, he would perform stand-up comedy going downtown from uh, Wichita is where he was at the comedy capital world. You know, oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Kansans, renowned for their senses of humor. Especially the Wichitanese. That's especially them. <laughs> He got the name Sinbad because he likes Sinbad the Sailor, that whole thing. Oh. Because he figured, ah, Air Force, sailors. Sinbad. Nailed Sin- it. Sinbad. First try. <laughs> Everybody knows all those sailors in the Air Force. I'm going to go by Sinbad. That's right. That's why I, uh, when I started flying, I was like, Popeye, that's my name that's, now. Uh, we, that's why I've been calling you your whole life, weirdly <laughs> enough. I just really like Popeye, so call me Popeye. It was good for you that your forearms got so big in high school. Yeah. And nothing else, really. That's... That was weird. It was questionable. Like when you discovered the internet, that was just watching your forearms grow. Yeah. Okay. What can I say? I don't know. A lot of spinach. Puberty hits people differently. <laughs> That's got to be it, right? Nothing yeah. else? Yeah. Puberty and spinach. Brian didn't just skip leg day. He skipped everything but forearm day at his computer. Ha ha ha. Looking at pictures of volleyballs. Oh no. I've revealed too much. <laughs> Sinbad is a post office worker whose son also wants a Turbo Man doll. He's got theories about some kind of global toy conglomerate conspiracy, and he chokes a woman. We call it marketing? 
Marketing. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, you know, it's not really a global a toy conspiracy. I spent a semester at a junior college and I took a psychology class, so I'm right in there. That's right. And you shouldn't wear fur. You shouldn't wear fur. That's what he tells the lady after he chokes That's her. That's right. And line. it's pretty damn funny because almost everything Sinbad says in this movie is improvised. And it's incredible. <laughs> and Arnold has to react to it. Yeah. And he is step for step with Sinbad, which says something about his chops. It does. It's impressive, really. It really is. When the store opens, the crowd tramples the store employee, and it's played for laughs. Because it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. That guy yeah. would have died in real life. Yes, he would have. Cool. Is it? I, I don't know. That's... <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Look at him. getting. He's got footprints on his face. So funny. Once they get inside, they run to the Turbo Man display to find out they are completely sold out. Now, when you say display, do you mean a 360 display? Yeah. Just the circle? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. A display. An end cap of ginormous proportions. That's fair when you put it that way. And then Chris Parnell laughs in their faces. Chris fucking Parnell. Yeah. Did not expect to see him there. I did not either. And oh boy, was I excited. And he calls over another employee. He's like, these guys want Turbo Man. That guy laughs in their and face. That guy laughs in their face. And then Arnold grabs him by the shirt and says, where's your Christmas spirit? That would get me a little panicked. Yeah. So Chris Parnell's like, all right, a lady just left the store with the last one. So Howard and Myron- So go hunt down this lady. Chase after her in the street. <laughs> and they start their shenanigans back and forth. Right. Tripping each other, punching each other. It's very violent. It's very violent. It's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Cue a montage of Howard hunting for Turbo Man at every- st- You didn't get the scene? What scene? So from here, I'm realizing- that I definitely watched the Family Fun Extended Edition. Lucky you. Because he does get into the street, and he does hunt down a woman in a fur coat. Yeah. Who's... No, he chases her, and she pulls away, and that's the end of the scene for me. No. He bumps into one lady first, and he's like, I want the Turbo Man. I want your bag. Because she thinks she's trying to rob me. He's like, I'm not the robber, which a robber would definitely say. But Oh, I missed out on a line? Yeah, you did. I'm not a robber. I like so that. He's like, oh, I want your what's in your bag. And she's like, how about my number? And he's like, oh, you're too sweet. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Gently flirting back to her. And he ends up paying the lady for the bag. And she's like, and just in case, slips the number two. And this lady, she wants it all. Oh, boy. She wants it all. And when he pulls out the toy in the bag, it's Booster. Oh, no. It's the sidekick that nobody likes. Nobody likes Booster. Nobody likes Booster. <laughs> and then he sees a car pulling away that and has it's Turbo, got the Man Turbo Man in the back. In the back and, and he so chases he starts chasing it. it. And she just That's the it, scene I as got. As you do. Yeah. I can't believe I watched the Family Fun Edition. I'm a little jealous. Don't be. It was long. It felt real long. <laughs> but you got extra Arnold lines. Does it matter? Yes. Okay. That's the most important thing about this movie. Ah, uh, there's only one that I care about, and we'll get there. We will get and there. God damn it, I cannot wait. <laughs> Cue the montage of Howard hunting for Turbo Man at every toy store in the Twin Cities area and getting laughed at by retail employees who are just completely over the holiday season. While you have this real sad Christmas music playing, which totally ruins the tone. I guess. It takes away from all the craziness we just saw in the toy store. To remind you that this guy is desperate? I don't want to hear, chestnuts roasting on an open fire while he's like sadly looking in these toy stores to make his kid's Christmas wish come true. I don't need that in a family comedy. <laughs> I don't need emotion, real emotion. I don't need it. It's not real emotion. It's what are you thinking, forced. Levant? <laughs> no, for that one, you get a Levant. You do get a Levant. I like that we have a system now. That's good. Don't have a name that can go either way. Simple as that. Right? That's rule one. (laughs) Pick a better name. Like Sinbad. Yeah. 
Back at home, Liz is cooking Christmas cookies while Jamie and Johnny play Turbo Man. Of course, because that's all they care to do. It's the only thing that either of these kids think about ever. Right. Ted insists that she goes and takes a shower while he helps her with the cookies and watches the kids. That's because Ted's also there. Ted is there. Baking cookies. Baking co- watching her bake cookies going, wow, you're doing such a good job with these cookies. Do you need help? I can help. And he goes and he hugs her to take the apron off. And she's like, this is awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It is awkward. And he's like, now go take a shower. And then Howard calls to talk to Liz <laughs> on a payphone <laughs> dating this movie. Dated this movie. And Ted answers. And he's like, can I talk to Liz? Oh, sorry. Can I talk to Liz? And he's like, oh, I think oh, she's, in, she's the sh- in the shower. I could go get her if you want. Do you want me to check? No. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? I love how Ted's like, oh, your wife makes the best cookies. He is just vocally, oh, these cookies. Brian, my gift to you. Yeah. Go ahead. Put the cookie down <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so glad you let me take that. I had to. It felt right. I think this is a good time to talk about this, actually. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's got a lot of one-liners in movies. <laughs> sure does. Goliath.com. Oh. Rank them. All of just Arnold's? Just Arnold's. Oh, this is exciting. And they gave us a top 10. I looked at a couple others, like Screen Rants had some bullshit lines in there. It just didn't make any sense. Sure. Like, why would that be first? Yeah. But here we are. Goliath. Let's do it. The one thing they ever did right, probably. I've never heard of the website. I've never heard and of Goliath. their little logo up by the tab is, is a WordPress logo, which means oh. someone also didn't care too hard. Right. This is, this is amateur <laughs> hour. But that's a good top 10 list, I imagine. Number 10 is every Mr. Freeze line in Batman and Robin. So, that's a good pick. I like how they blanket it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. All 27 of them. That's right. Go listen to episode 100. Number nine is from Conan the Barbarian. Conan, what is best in life? I've never seen Conan. I assume that's how the delivery was. It's pretty good. It's early Arnold. Yeah. Number eight, it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Kindergarten cop, of yes. course. Yes. Number seven, it's from True Lies. Oh. What do you think it is? I don't remember any one-liners from True Lies. You're fired. Of course. Number six is, put that cookie down. Put that cookie down. So perfect. I love it. Number five is from Commando, Ooh. which real, when was the last time you saw Commando? It's been a long time. The drinking game for that is anytime Arnold does something of superhuman strength yeah. or as a one-liner, people oh, die oh dear. playing that game. Yeah. The movie opens with him running with a tree trunk on his back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. what it's, are you doing with this? It's dangerous. His and this is him talking to Bennett. Not the, let off some steam, Bennett. Not that one. Right. When he's like, oh, you remember when I promised to kill you last? Bennett's like, yeah, his name is Matrix. And he's like, I'm Matrix. You did. You did say that. And he's like, I lied. <laughs> Good line. That's a great line. Number four, from Predator. Oh, God. What do you think it's going to be? Ah, uh, Dylan, you son no, of a- No. Oh, no. You are one ugly mother- No. No. Uh, get to the chopper. I nailed it. <laughs> I expected that to be higher in the list. That's why yeah. I didn't get it first. That's pretty pretty fair. Number three <laughs> is from Total Recall. See you at the party, Richter. Nice. It's fine. Yep. Too high. It's fine. Sh- should not be above. Get to the chopper. No, this one's way too high also. From End of Days. Remember that thing? No. You're a choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. That was good. I like that. Yeah. But Get to the chopper deserves to be high. Do you know that that's actually Arnold's favorite one-liner that he's ever done? It makes sense. He yeah. got real into it. What do you think number one is? Are we already at number one? We're at number one. That's how lists of 10 work. It's got to be- say nine of them. I didn't know that we already did nine. <laughs> Having too good of a it's time. It's got to be hasta la vista. Nope. You're close. I'll be back. That's it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Are there any missing from the list? Oh, uh, probably, but 
None that are striking me right now. The pushing too many pencils is really it's high. Very on my good. List. Oh, I love that line. It's very, very good. What's the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> I like the ones where he's not yelling as much. Yeah. Those are the funniest deliveries. There you go. There you go. There's your Arnold list. I love it. Goliath.com. Don't bother going to the site. <laughs> Don't this even. It's not necessary, no. really. You've heard the list. There's that's nothing it, that's else that Goliath really has to offer. No. No. <laughs> Howard tells Ted to give Liz a message that he'll be late, but he'll meet them at the Wintertainment Parade. Oh, what a name. Wintertainment. That is happening that afternoon. Yes. Let's not forget that. This movie is starting in the morning. Yes. There's a parade in the afternoon. Yes. We're going to have things happen in between. Things are going to happen. When Howard hangs up, he runs into Myron again, who suggests they team up to find a Turbo Man doll. And Howard's like, no thanks. And Myron's like, you're racist. And then a guy runs by and he's like, Toyworks has got a delivery of, of Turbo Man. So everybody gets into their cars, and Howard backs into a police motorcycle parked behind his car, and it's Officer Hummel it's the again. the same cop. This guy works a lot. Too much, I'd say. Especially in the holiday season. He's working the midnight shift on the 23rd, and now he's up at bright early in the morning on, on the 24th. Must not have a family. There's a backstory there, probably. There's definitely a backstory there. That makes this real sad. Spent too much time in the bomb squad. That's, focused on his career. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Howard eventually makes it to the Mall of America, where it's revealed the toy store has received a small order and is handing out numbered bouncy balls for a lottery drawing. Right. We should say this is Minneapolis. Yes. Minnesota. It's Twin Cities. They got around the whole Twin Cities thing of Minneapolis, St. Paul, because they did film in both by just labeling the cops the Twin City Police Department. Sure did. You know, it's a smart move, really, when you think about it. Yeah. But it is weird how you see, like, the... Minneapolis Museum of like Children's Museum or whatever it is. I don't know anything about Minneapolis or anything. And I, I now I do. I feel like I was like, I feel like I've been there. Right. It's snowy. There's that checks out. Yeah. There's cops. I saw the news. There you go. They do have those. They do. That's what I hear. That unfortunately starts riots sometimes. Sometimes. When they do bad things. I really like how the store manager of this toy store, he's got like a one of those toy megaphone oh, things yeah. around his neck as he's talking with the microphone, announcing it to everybody about the bouncy balls. And he's like, and also because it's supply and demand, it's now double the price. And like the high school kids who work for me are like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got him. Yeah. Capitalism awesome, bro. It's so cool. That's when the customers start to get handsy. They do. And the employees just kind of toss the bouncy balls out into the crowd, creating complete pandemonium. Not great. Not what you want in your store, especially. Right. Especially. It's- I mean, I guess it's the last man standing gets a Turbo Man. Howard and Myron fight over one ball. They do. How does this system work? Let's bring that up first, because they said, like, oh, you're going to line up individually. You're going to get a bouncy ball. It's like a lottery pick? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lottery. Okay. There's numbers on the balls. Yeah, but they made it seem like if you get the ball, you get a Turbo Man. Yeah. But there were a lot of balls. I didn't get that impression at all. Okay. Well, the amount of work Arnold's about to put in makes me think that that's the case. Uh, He's just trying that hard for a chance. That's right. how desperate he is. <laughs> Howard and Myron fight over one ball, even though there are a ton on the ground around them. And then Howard chases this bouncy ball through the entire mall. It is frustrating. Very much so. And annoying to watch. Eventually, a kid catches it, and Howard chases the kid through one of those indoor playgrounds. Yeah, well, the kid, it lands in the stroller of this kid. Yes. Of this boy-looking girl. This boy-looking girl. <laughs> and uh, this child is way too old to be in a stroller. I agree. I completely agree jarring with that. Jarring to like, see this. Wow. can't believe they got that 23-year-old into a stroller. I have a three-year-old <laughs> who I can't get into a stroller. And my kid would look normal in a stroller still. Yeah. This kid's like- Five or six. Minimum? Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. 
with a bowl cut. Yeah. And we find out 96. only through dialogue. Only because that Arnold's it's like, a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say, like, shame on me. But then I went, nope. 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 I'm right. I'm right here. <laughs> Anything that kid, like, grew up. It's like, oh, you're that boy from the mall sitting jingle all the way. Uh, I <sighs> still hate my mom for that haircut. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian LeVon! <laughs> Eventually, Howard is attacked by a group of moms who think he's a pervert. As they should. Right? Because he's in the ball pit squeezing a little girl's face, even if it looks like a little boy. That's right. Doesn't matter what the gender is of the little face. Right. You don't can't, do that. You can't squeeze strange children's faces. Not allowed. Even if they swallowed your bouncy ball. It is frowned upon. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. No. Nope. It's a weird movie, Brian. About to get weirder. Yeah. Keep going. As he walks away dejected, a mall Santa, James fucking Belushi. Yeah, that blew my mind. I didn't realize it was him for a while. They put him in the credits as James, and I was like, is there another Belushi that I don't know about? I'm like, no, that's Jim. Well, I mean, if you count John, but- No, I know about it. If they had a zombie Santa, then yeah, there's your John. (laughs) Jesus. He wasn't in this movie either. Jesus wasn't in the movie. No. A Christmas movie. Go figure. Well, Christ is not in Christmas in this one. For sure. Oh, for sure. We know that. This is all about capitalism and being materialistic. Yes. And also, showing your kids you love them with With toys. Toys. (laughs) Jim Belushi gets his attention, claiming to have the doll he's looking for. Santa Belushi. Santa Belushi's like, I didn't know I needed this in my life. And here we are. Mall Santa and his elf sidekick, Tony, played by Danny fucking Woodburn. I just watched the Seinfeld, one Seinfeld episode with Danny Woodburn last week. I can't remember which one it was because he's Mickey in that. Yeah. And he's, he's always on my mind. He's always in my heart, too. Danny Woodburn's amazing. He really is very, very good. He is one of the most prolific of the, the, the little people actors. I feel like he's like a boss in something for some reason, like as a joke. I know he's in Viva Rock Vegas as Little Rocco because of course he is because him and Brian Levant, Levant famously, like they were buds, maybe. I don't know. He's in Watchmen. We know that. He's a big figure in jail. Right. I saw him in something else recently. I don't know what it was. The elusive Danny Woodburn. He is elusive. He gets a lot of work, though, and he should because he's extremely good. He's very good. He and Santa Belushi lead Howard to a warehouse full of other discount Santas and a counterfeit toy operation. Did not see this movie going this nope. way. And I consistently forget that this is part of the movie. Such a turn. I can't stress enough to you how much of a warehouse this is and how many Santas and elves yeah. are in this warehouse I doing really like this love... underground toy giving. I really love Belushi in this scene where he's like, what are you, Dan Rather? What is it, 60 Minutes? What are you, the question king? <laughs> Just Belushiing all over the screen. He is. And he's also saying, I got the terrible man here. You ever heard of the song, the, the kid who the Santa forgot or whatever it is? There's a thing about a song? Oh my God. You don't have this? I, there's a song? There's a musical number in here. No, there's with not. James Belushi no. singing the kid that Santa forgot. You and all the other Santas me. join in to sing this song with him. No. I feel like you're pulling my leg I'm right not, now. not, because I couldn't write that if I wanted to. Where does it kick back in for you? Around the time that Arnold says something about this doesn't seem kosher. All right, that's right after the song. Okay. I was like, that was very good, but. Something about this doesn't seem kosher. Right. And then Howard forks over $300 for a Spanish-speaking doll that falls apart the moment he opens the box. <laughs> Correct. I like how Jim Belushi's like, no, it's the multilingual one. It's educational and entertaining. And as this thing is lying in pieces on the ground, Jim Belushi's like, no, 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 no. All sales are fine. Some assembly required? 
That's how you get your ass kicked by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then Howard's like, you Santas are con men, thieves, degenerates, lowlifes, thugs, criminals. And then by undermining the values of Christmas and Santa Claus, all of the Santas gang up on Arnold. They sure do. And there's a brawl with Santas of all shapes and sizes from the big show to Vern Troyer. You've, you've got all sorts of Santas. Not the big show here. He's the giant. He's still the giant yeah. because it's 1996. Paul but, White. But he's he's the big show. In our hearts. The big show in our hearts. That's right. Luckily, as he's about to get tased, the police show up and bust the ring, and Howard manages to get out of trouble by posing as an undercover cop by using a toy badge. That's right. Which works. I'd buy somehow. it. Somehow. Tell you the truth, and I'd buy it. He's such an imposing man that I... I can understand that the other officers being like, sorry, sir. Of course. Oh, of course you're a cop. No problem. Duh. You're not wearing a Santa suit. Of course you're a cop. <laughs> you're very good at being undercover. That's I didn't even what, know. I, yeah. Wait until the commissioner hears about this. He's going to go <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's a hot take. Comedic Arnold is one of my favorite Arnolds I by a long I really shot. enjoy it. He has such a good sense of comic timing. He does. That. He gets really overlooked. It's not something you learn either. That's natural. That's very natural. It's not something Austria is known for either. Having a good sense of humor? <laughs> I, that's not what I know about Austria. Fair enough. That's They call it the Wichita of Europe, of Eastern Europe, for their comedy. Yeah, that's right. We did, we did determine that Wichita is <laughs> the comedy capital of America. For comedy. Right. Those Wichitonians. That's. I don't know if that's what you said the first time, but it's yes. Not. It's not at all. <laughs> I change it every time. You have to. So do they. They stay fresh. It's smart. It's, it's funny. You can't pit them down. That's what's famous about Wichita. So Arnold gets out of there, and as he's leaving, of course he runs out of gas. Because this day, just nothing can go right for, for Howard. Right? He pushes his SUV to Mickey's Diner, which is apparently a famous diner. That's right, it is. And he uses their payphone to call home. The neighborhood moms are all still hitting on Ted, and Johnny shows off the reindeer he named after his dad, and he tells Jamie that he should hope his parents get a divorce so his dad will be cool too. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so Jamie storms off, and the fo- as the phone rings because his dad is calling from Mickey's diner, and Howard asks to talk to Liz, but she's next door petting Ted. Yeah. I like the reaction what? there from Arnold. It's not great. This phone call here. Yeah. I want to talk about Jake Lloyd. Okay. Jake Lloyd very famously got a lot of hate after Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yes. And it makes me think that a lot of those people didn't see Jingle All the Way. I was just going to say. Because the hate would have started three years earlier. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, you better not be about to defend this little Absolutely boy. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad in this movie. I can't believe that somebody watched Jake Lloyd in this and said, you know, this I, kid. I have an idea for the uh, that kid, the kid who made the phone call of Jake All the Way. This is George Lucas. <laughs> uh, the big bad. Darth Vader in the previous space films that I made, my space <laughs> opera. R.I.P. David Prowse, by the way. Yeah. Should say that we before should. diving into disrespecting George Lucas and Jake Lloyd. Continue. I think I want to cast that kid as the biggest villain that's ever existed in cinema history. I think that's the right way to go about it. What do you think? You mean you mean the, you ki- the kid from Jingle All the Way that, that was repeating the lines as they were spoken to him? Yeah, that off kid. Screen? That's, that's the one. And not doing it believably? That's correct. Could barely remember his lines. Yeah. As people were telling them to him, right it's before fine. he's got a good a good child spirit to himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it... that's, that's not even how I do my George Lucas. Are you usually. just looking for a bowl cut on a kid or what? No, I, my George Lucas usually here. Oh, Kermit. That's Kermit. I can't find my George Lucas today. Ray Romano. <laughs> we don't mix them up. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're doing it for the kids. Yay! <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> what made George Lucas cast this fucking kid? I don't know. This kid should be unemployable for life Have in you the seen... acting area. He's not good. Have you seen pictures of him recently? He looks like he belongs in like Green Street Hooligans. I was going like to say that type of he thing. He looks like a discount Anthony Soprano Jr. <laughs> That's pretty fair. With like a soul patch. It's bad. Soul patches. It's are not in style. It's poor. Just throwing that out poor there. Poor kid. He's like, yeah, I was the biggest villain in the universe at one point. I had that famous line in Star Wars Episode One. Yippee! Because <laughs> that's there. That was written into his script. Yeah. And so, they said, let's do this for Star Wars. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, and you're saying I'm the worst thing in the movie. I mean, yes, but. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. By far. No. Absolutely not. If I have a scene with Jar Jar and Jake Lloyd, I'm going, I can't believe I need more Jar Jar. No. Just to outweigh I, that. I disagree, but. You think so? Yeah. Your opinions are deep doo-doo. He does say doo-doo in Star Wars. He sure does. It's a lot of a lot of doo-doo talk. <laughs> it's weird talking about that because Hayden Christensen is now back. Yep. As Vader, Darth. Vader, Darth. That's Here we what, are. That's what they call him. There's also rumors that Jar Jar might be coming back in some capacity. That's not good. That's not good. Ahmad Best want. went through some shit, like personally, <laughs> where he wanted to become an ex Ahmad Best. That's extreme. They shouldn't bring him back for personal reasons, right? That's that's asking a lot. Jake Lloyd sucks. Yeah. Here we go. And here we go with Jake Lloyd sucking. He asks if Howard's coming home soon, and Howard starts basically unintentionally scolding him over Turbo Man because he's fed up with Turbo Man. He's like, you are a toy! Exactly. It doesn't help that Jamie goes on this whole rant like, well, Turbo Man says you always keep your promises and Turbo Man this and Turbo Man... I've had enough of the Turbo Man! (laughs) I wish my dad were like Arnold. (laughs) No, it's good. I'm okay to say that because I I grew up middle class. We didn't have a maid. We're good. Oh, we're good. Yeah. (laughs) It would become weird eventually. (laughs) Wow. Jamie yells right back at Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger on the phone for never keeping his promises. He hangs up on him and Liz is right behind him. She's like, wow, Howard, you suck. Yeah, he's not great. (laughs) Wouldn't you know it? As soon as he hangs up the phone, Myron is at the diner and they commiserate about their day trying to hunt down Turbo Man while they spike their coffee with whiskey. I do like that. I do like that. It's I a like good how Sinbad's like, like, you need? And Howard's like, yeah, yeah I yes. do. I definitely do. It's, it's been a day. It has been a morning, at the minimum. At, at least, yeah. <laughs> Myron explains that when he was young, his father was unable to buy him a Johnny 7 OMA gun on Christmas, and he's he's been mad at him ever since. And he's like, your kid's going to need therapy if you don't get him that turbo, man. It's not even that. Arnold has this whole monologue about how we want to do something special for Jamie when he was like a few years ago. Yeah. It's like, how old would Jamie have been then? Like, he's a very young kid. Yeah, he's he's like eight in this movie, nine in this movie, whatever yeah. it is. He's like, I built him this whole tree fort out back. And man, he played in there the whole day. We had to serve him Christmas dinner out there. And in my head, as a dad, I'm going, you're right. He played in it for a whole day. And then it probably got old and boring. Yeah. Just think about with this toy that you're busting your ass for. Right. Like, that's what it's going to be. Except we actually see the fort in the backyard. It's not in the tree. It's just, it's built in the backyard. It's the fact that. And it's he doesn't got, have memories after it's got this. brand new pictures in it that he was coloring the night that of the karate tournament. So we know he still uses it. I didn't pick those up. Oh, 
I did. It must not have been in the family fun it was. I remember seeing the pictures. <laughs> there was probably more of it <laughs> in the family fun though. edition. The buffalo was tracing while I was watching this movie. That's fair. It, I was drinking hot to? cocoa. Well, look at you. Yeah, I wanted to be Christmas festive. spirit. Yeah. And yet I'm the only one who dressed up for the Christmas episode on this I'm audio wearing, medium. I'm wearing green. I'm wearing my Clark Griswold Blackhawks jersey. Yeah. It's barely Christmassy. It's mostly Blackhawks. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's more hockey, barely Christmas. So anyway, Myron saying all this stuff. <laughs> Sorry for getting you off the rails there. <laughs> Myron saying all this stuff makes Howard imagine Jamie as a drunken mailman. Yeah, it's a weird look into the future of Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. It's like he's the future Cliff Clavin, really. Yeah. But probably doesn't know any better because he has a soul patch. Right. That's not what you want, ever. He still almost has a bowl cut, too. That's fair. I feel like his head shape, he has to. With one of those? That's fair. With one of those? A head shape. It's oh. like a round head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Round heads are built for the bowl cut. Round heads. Yeah. That sounds bad. Yeah, it probably is. It sounds like a Mad Max type thing. It does, Those doesn't goddamn it? Goddamn round heads Those with their round. water or whatever. <laughs> I hate round heads. I'm not racist. I hate Give round heads. Give them the heads. bowl cut. Ah! I never had a bowl cut, thank God. Oh, I definitely did. Did you? For sure. You're not a round head, though. No. This is weird. Their conversation is interrupted when they hear on KQRS radio that the disc jockey is holding a Turbo Man competition, and whoever can name all of Santa's reindeer wins a Turbo Man doll. That seems easy. Seems very easy. So Arnold runs over to the phone to call, and he gets through, and he's about to, he's like, I know the answer! And then Sinbad pulls the wire from the phone, and that's when they start fighting. Yeah, Sinbad's a dick. Sinbad is a dick. I like the reaction of the waiter at the diner. He's like, I don't want these guys fighting here. Hey, you guys know the radio station's like two blocks down that way. <laughs> so they leave. They're they like, just leave. We'll run there I don't on think anyone foot. paid for their alcoholic coffee. Well, they supplied the alcohol. That doesn't change and the fact. Co- coffee's cheap. He, he's probably happy to see him go. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, they've instantly resumed their rivalry, and they race down to the studio, fighting along the way. I really like... How Sinbad's got the lead, and I like how Arnold's like, I could do these all day. Yeah. And then Sinbad starts throwing mail out to shed weight. Yeah, so funny. Got a good laugh out of me for and that Arnold's one. Arnold's like, on your left. <laughs> no. Nope. That's <laughs> the worst version of that. Uh. <laughs> Howard arrives first, delivering the correct answer to a bapony-tailed DJ Martin Mull. Bapony-tailed. Bapony-tailed. That's harder to say <laughs> than it was when I wrote it in my head. Now, here's the thing about radio contests. You can't just run to the radio station and no. bang on the glass. Like, I know the answer. I it's know the answer. frowned upon. You shouldn't do that. No, and then he breaks the glass, too. Like, dude, they're not going to give you anything. You see Martin Mull, Martin fucking Mull. Yes. Calling 911. Yep. As you should. I should mention, I do have another IMDb trivia fact. God damn it. When Howard and Myron burst into the radio station... The DJ is taking a call for the eight reindeer name oh, contest. Yeah, this is one of the dumbest jokes in this whole movie. The incorrect names the contestant gives are Randy, Tito, and Jermaine. These are the names of three of Michael Jackson's brothers. Right. So you had Arnold make the phone call. Yeah. And he got through. Yeah. And then the wire got ripped out. Uh-huh. This radio station is a few blocks away, probably two minutes or so, whatever. Doesn't yeah. matter. He gets the radio station. In all this time, is Minneapolis that stupid? It seems like- That they've... they're just calling up, naming the Jackson Five. 
This is what were they going to do when they named all the Jackson Five and there's still three need reindeer three to go? Three more names. Keep going, bud. What, who else? What you got? do you do? I don't know. It's like uh, you name all the Jackson Five. Uh, then you have Left Eye, and then you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do you do? I was going to go with Blink One Eighty Two. I was going to Mark Hoppus. And <laughs> <laughs> Those two don't go together at all, though. Minneapolis, you've come a long way since 1996. How many calls do you think they took in that time? At I least have no three, clue. right? It had to be at least three calls in the time it took them to run. You down got there. me. It's like, oh, this is Martin Mould. Give me the name of Santa Train here. Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. All right. Who are the other five? Dave. Yep. Garfield. Okay, lasagna, Dave. Pinky and the Brain. Oh, got it. You got a lot of them, but you miss a couple. <laughs> so I'm going to have to take the next caller. Damn it. Yeah, I don't know. But what are you doing, it's Minneapolis? Such a stupid joke. I hate it. Myron barges in, threatening the disc jockey with a small package from his mailbag that he claims is a mail bomb. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it turns out not to be. This is real fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> There's a lot of things in this movie that in 1996 you could play off as a joke that now you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. Like trampling a, a store employee and- He's holding a package and he claims mail bombs. a bomb. Yeah. And then he ends up throwing it at Arnold, and it turns to be just this music toy or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a music box or something? Something like that. But, man, what is happening here? Yeah. It turns out they're just getting a voucher for this toy. Yeah, as Martin Mull- have the toy. As Martin Mull is explaining to them that it's just a gift certificate for Turbo Man, the police arrive, along again with Officer Hummel, because this dude does not stop working. And Myron- he pulls the same trick a second time. He's like, I got a bomb. Which is more fucked up. Now there's cops involved. Right? Now there's cops. And you're the like, law is here. Dude, you're this desperate for a toy? It's bad. Put it's that into perspective. Bad. He's doing all this for a toy. Yeah. For a kid that we've never seen in this movie. Yeah, that's and true. we never will. I'm not even sure he really has a son. I I'm think this is- totally sure This is how he that. gets his jollies. He is like- a mailman version of Brian with the Power Rangers. That's really what it is. Is that he's just a grown man. He's who, just a who grown loves man, it. Turbo Man it. fan, and he's like, I got to get that doll. Why did, did you make I... him sound like I don't know. That, I did. I did. Do a I. Sinbad impression. I dare you do. I, I will not. That's the right move. I will not. But you know, he's like, I really want that Turbo Man doll because I'm an adult fan of Turbo Man. Right. That's fair. And I don't know why I waited until Christmas Eve, why it's so urgent if I don't have a kid, but... So here we are, Sinbad, claiming that he has a bomb. Mm -hmm. 1996, Minneapolis, apparently okay for this black man to be holding a bomb in front of these cops. Oh, no. Flash forward to everything that happened in 2020 in Minneapolis with the cops. Uh, this didn't age well. No, no. At all. This is probably the worst aging of anything that's ever happened in the history of anything. Yeah. And there were, there were payphones in this movie. There were payphones. And that says something. And he put change in it. He even dialed 1010220. Right. Or whatever. Bobby, Bobby had a baby, baby Easter boy. This did not sit well with me. Yeah, this was- Not this even is... a little bit. So Officer Hummel inspects it because he's like, oh, I've spent 10 years in the bomb squad. Right. And these are the worst cops in the history of copping. They're all just standing around- until 2020, Minneapolis cops. <laughs> right. Right. We should state that. <laughs> <laughs> so Myron makes everybody drop their guns and he gets in the elevator and Howard slips out the other way. And then Officer Hummel picks up the package and he gives it a shake and he's like, this isn't a bomb at all. And he rips it open and it explodes. It's a bomb. <laughs> it's a bomb. I it's love, a bomb. love, love Sinbad's line here. He's like, it was really a bomb? Sick world. It's a sick world. Sick, sick people. <laughs> So good. 
So good. It is so good. Also, Sinbad just blew up some police officers, and that's a problem. That probably. is probably that should be more of a problem. Yeah, but this is a, a haha fest from 1996, I guess. That's right. Of course, I always forget. Howard returns to the diner to find that his car has been stripped and spray painted by thieves, which I knew was going to happen as soon as he left the window open. Should have done that. And he finally decides that he's going to give up the search and return home to explain everything to Liz. I know you have a scene here that I don't inside the tow truck. I do. This is the tow truck scene. Yeah. He's just talking to this lady, telling him the whole story of like, yeah, maybe I should say these. Maybe I should say that. And the tow truck lady's like, yeah, well, maybe you should take off that dress like Sally or whatever. You're coming off soft. She's like trying to pump him up to be a man sure. again. Sure. This tow truck lady is like his angel, more or less. This guardian. Tow truck lady. Character actress. Sure. <laughs> That's all that it is. It's a short nothing scene. That I got to enjoy to make this movie just a little bit longer. I'm going to ruin the scene for you now. Go ahead. I'm going to read this word for word as it's written. I can't wait. I can. I very much can. In the scene where Howard is getting ride to his house in a tow truck. <laughs> I love it. Period. The tow truck driver, comma, who tells him to show a little emotion in his story is the actress, comma, Marianne mueller Lily. That sounded like some Irish name of a lady that's possibly German, too. mueller Lely, who played the wrong Sarah <laughs> Connor in Terminator. What? Yeah. Uh, okay. That is wild right there. There's a lot happening there. There's a lot in that trivia fact. I felt like I was reading a one-star review there for a second. (laughs) I told you, grammar in it was not good. No, it didn't show up, in fact. And also, that fact was in there twice. All right. The more you know. So IMDb is like, this one's really true. (laughs) This is the most true one that we've ever put on here. IMDb. IMDb. I mean, grammar aside. I hate it. But I love it, but I hate it. Yeah, that's fair. When Howard gets home, he sees Ted is putting the star on his tree. Motherfucker! And that is that is the last straw. He is boiling with anger. Howard decides he's going to break into Ted's house and steal the Turbo Man doll that he got for his kid. And, and he, he does. He, he does, goes but it's real fucked up also because there's like carolers going around and Liz and Ted go outside of Arnold's house and they're yeah. like dancing to it and Ted's is like, Bone zone, baby. Bone zone. <laughs> he's like putting his arm around her. And yes. she's like She's like trying to get away from him. And outside, Howard has a change of heart. He's like, what am I doing? I can't steal from a child. Can't do it. And he's as he's turning around to go back in, he realizes that Ted the reindeer is looking at him. Yep. Not what you want. And then there's a mini chase scene throughout the house. Yeah, it's unnecessary and it's with, here. With fire involved. Yeah, and, and he's just knocking over things. Knocking over everything. I never everything. understood how in all these chase scenes ever in the history of film- how people just push over whatever they want. Well, it's not his house. It's, well, still. <laughs> still. Still. I don't like it. He, push, he pushes like over a, a statue and the head pops off and falls into the fireplace. And now the rug is on fire and things are happening. The headlight's on fire eventually kicks it out the he window. kicks it out the window. And, and it lands on the front step. I love Ted. He's just like, <laughs> Balthazar. <laughs> Phil fucking Hartman. So good. It's a treat. It's a shame that his wife was a goddamn psychopath. It's a shame. Isn't it? Isn't it always, though? It always... Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Off the top of my alcoholed up brain, yes. Most times, psychopaths, not great. They're the worst. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I yeah. think so. We can go with... If you know a psychopath, that's great. Capepodcast.gmail.com. Write us in. I'm curious to hear you say. Ginger Skull Dave Novak, do not write in. Gary Busey. Oh, he's great. Yeah, see? So there's one. He's a proper psychopath. 
with Nick, a heart of Nick Cage. Cool. I don't know about him. I can't tell. I can't tell what's the act and what's not. Yeah, that's. He bought a dinosaur. He's. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Yeah, that's... he's really like covering his tracks. That's of the cycle. Why path. I'm wondering, like, is this real or is I don't know. This... Who knows? I have no a man idea. Is, a man is wild. <laughs> he is unpredictable. Really, he is elusive in in the understanding region. That's correct. <laughs> I like how the understanding region. You put your hand over your head and wave. Instantly, it. I imagined you with a, a widow's peak of Nick Cage style. Yeah, sure. It's glorious. Like the whole bird head. That's right. Yeah. So obviously, Howard gets caught by Ted and Liz. And uh, Liz is, is not very pleased with him. No. She's like, well, you're stealing from a child? Right. And Ted's Ted's like, you can't bench press your way out of this one. <laughs> Phil fucking Arvin. I have another IMDb fact. Stop it. After Howard. This is getting re- go. Arnold Just Schwarzenegger. Go. Yeah. Is caught breaking into the neighbor's house. Ted, played by Phil Hartman, says, you can't bench press your way out of this one. This is a reference to Schwarzenegger's earlier years in which he was a professional bodybuilder. Yep. Thanks, IMDb. Do you want to punch a reindeer in the face? You've wasted time do of you? my life. I do. Do it. But I'm not there yet because something happens here that just took me right the fuck out of the movie about how Liz is now like, we got to go to this parade. Yeah. Ted, can you drive me? And I'm going, oh, bitch, please. Yeah. What? Kind of like, a, more of like a key and peel. Like, bitch, You please. said bitch though, right? <laughs> what is she doing asking Ted to drive after he's been acting this way the whole time? Well, to be fair, they're down to one vehicle. Does Liz not own a vehicle? It seems like Arnold's raking in the dough. I would assume Liz has a Well, he's selling a lot of mattresses. You're right. So many mattresses. I would assume she has a vehicle, but like just to give him the option to do the right thing and show up later, she wants to leave him with one. Is that what we're doing? I, You're thinking Brian Levant thought that far ahead of this thing? 100%. I shouldn't say that. I should say that... Randy Cornfield His thought that far. His name is Cornfield with a K. Yeah. Thought that far ahead on it. <laughs> <laughs> or, hold on, I should say, I don't know who wrote the original of this. Do you think that person saw that far ahead? Because this movie went to court. It did go to court. plagiarism issues. It sure did. Because character names and plot were the same. I Directly think that's what, the word. Lift, I think that's what you, you call lifted? it. It's the same. To the point that this movie did lose in court. For a copyright issue. Yeah, $14 like, million. Dollars. I saw 19. Oh, yeah, it was 14 for the actual thing and then $5 million for the, right. the legal case. So $19 case. million, dollars, the guy who wrote the thing, apparently, he, got, he didn't even get this money because he died before he got it. He died before he got the money, <laughs> and then it got overturned anyway. It got overturned. I think it's because they're like, we got no one to pay at this point. And then it got overturned to like $4 million. It went down to $1.5 million. But then it, even, it went down to nothing. It went down at, to nothing because at that point. they proved that Cornfield sold the script to Fox before anybody had read, before anybody had even submitted the original that was meant to be played. Which I think is shady as all hell. Oh, because totally shady. Cornfield was a script reader for Fox. Yeah. So yeah. he's an Einstein, the patent office. Yeah, That's exactly. really what it is, is. This guy here, Randy Cornfield, I don't know you. I don't know what you've written or not written, Yeah, but you come off as a real piece of shit. He does, doesn't he? Even if you didn't, I feel like you suck anyway. He is Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh. I imagine this is where they got the inspiration from. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense because of the corn. <laughs> and that's where Mike Myers came with the idea for Fat Bastard, as we all know. It's a bit nutty. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I've now Googled Randy Cornfield. Oh, no. He's only written eight things. Well. 
Ironically, one of them is eight-legged freaks. Huh. <laughs> oh, he did Jingle All the Way too. Yeah, oh. Because that was, was the thing with Larry the Cable Larry Guy. the Cable Guy. He did a thing called Blood Knot, The Secretary. Those are both TV movies. Sure. So it was in Incident at Deception Ridge. Great. And Sweet that Revenge. That is, is a very good title. So, uh, yeah, no, this guy definitely stole this movie. This guy this probably script. stole all eight of those movies. Randy Cornfield, Enemy of the Show. Yeah. Until he likes our Instagram post, and then we love him. He probably will. <laughs> and they'll be like, frenemy of the show. <laughs> uh, will we? I don't know. He's not a John Logazamo, that's for sure. He's definitely not on that level. So yeah, uh, Ted and Liz bring their kids to the Wintertainment Parade and leave Howard to drink- With a reindeer. With a reindeer. Yeah. I have an actual IMDb trivia fact for you, Dave. How many more do you have after this? This is the last one, maybe. I don't- Yep, that's the word. All right, the operative words, maybe. Got it. I'm pretty sure it is. I haven't scrolled down far enough yet. Howard and the Reindeer enjoy Grain Belt Premium Beer. This is a classic Minnesota-made beer, still very popular today. The movie setting is Minnesota, so it's a great little detail to use a popular Minnesota-made beer in this scene. I hate everyone and everything. This is a terrible fact. You are driving me up a fucking wall right now with these facts. <laughs> this is revenge for, for Dr. What? Seuss. For weeks, you're, you're piling and it into weeks what? of Doctor Seuss. I won't do it anymore. All right, I won't do it anymore. Then there are no more IMDb trivia facts for this. Is episode. that a promise for this episode? Yes. Okay. Oh, well done. Way to beat me into submission. Oh, I knew that this is what it would take. <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> this movie only had like sixty IMDb trivia facts, and none of them you were pulled like eight. None of them were actually good. Okay. So I was like, I have ammo this week. Howard decides to keep his one promise that he can by making his way to the parade to be with his family. Meanwhile, Ted is making a pass at Liz. Well, it's because they get stuck in this traffic outside this parade. And Jamie's like, hey, can we go to the parade while you guys park? Yeah, kids, get out and of here. Liz and Ted look at each other like, oh, those kids, of course you can. We'll catch up with you. You don't need two parents to park. It's true, you really don't. You don't. You don't need it. And then when they do park, obviously Ted's going to hit on her. Obviously. That's his move. It's just he does Phil it Hartman all in a ladies. minivan that only has the one sliding door because it's 1996. Right. I'm wet just thinking about it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, it's one of those Dodge caravans with the wood paneling, too. So it's, it's like. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Throwback. Oh, yeah. That does it for me. That's it. <laughs> Liz hits him in the head with a thermos of eggnog. As you do. It was a good move. I like it. Yeah. Howard arrives at the parade at the same time, and he runs into the bandaged Officer Hummel and accidentally covers him in coffee or hot chocolate or some sort of hot liquid. Whatever. There's got to be something said about the commitment that this officer has. For the law. For the, I mean, he had a bomb go off in his hands earlier that day. Still going. And here he is, bandaged hands, back at work. Right. It's almost like they forgot that a bomb went off in his face earlier that day. Just probably wow. like an hour ago when you think about it, because we're still in the same day. Yeah, it's the same day. Like this guy was at work, had something blow up, and he was at work since the night before. Yeah, long shift. Had his hands blown off, went to the hospital, got him bandaged, went back to work. And here we are Amazing. at this parade. Amazing. So Officer Hummel starts chasing Howard. I get it. Fine. At this point, yes. Yes. You chase him all day if you can. Howard escapes by hiding in a warehouse where he is mistaken for a replacement for the actor who will play Turbo Man in the parade. I want to talk about this. Let's talk. In detail. Okay. If possible. Because yeah. he does get mistaken for this guy who does play Turbo Man in the parade. 
And they just start throwing a suit on him. They do. And he's they like, strip no, him. No, I don't know what's happening. No, what? And we're getting like these cuts around us. So we yeah, can't. It's just we, a lot of. We know he's getting a suit put on him. Fine. You got this guy who's describing like, I know where this didn't go well in the rehearsals. They blew up and you're going to fucking die probably. It's, it's, whatever. It's, we worked the kinks out. We're pretty sure. And don't worry. Pete is showing signs of brain activity this morning, which is really good. Right. Great. <laughs> I love it so much. You also got Curtis Armstrong here. You do. Fucking booger. For Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> he's a treat. And he's playing Booster, who no one likes. Nobody likes Booster. He's in that pink suit. saying, ah, let's go. Get your ass in gear. You, you left out the part that he says about sweating like a dog in a Chinese restaurant. I purposely did. Yeah. If I did it all, I did. But yeah, no, I purposely did, because that line doesn't need to exist in the world. Does not, but it's maybe, in the maybe movie. that's the one Randy Cornfield doesn't own. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely plagiarized you right. That's the one he definitely wrote. So what happens next is that he gets onto this platform and he's like, oh, it's showtime. And it starts rising up. Yeah. In this warehouse. Yes. And all of a sudden. Yep. <laughs> we are mid-parade route and he is on a float rising up. It's like, hold the fucking phone. Yeah. How does that work? How does any of this work? <laughs> I have so many logistical questions. I'm about to have more, in fact, based on what these suits could do. That is very true. Uh, this whole movie, it's gone. He's on the float, and he starts really having fun with it. He's like, I can get into this. Yeah, he's got the suit on. He looks pretty good in the he's suit. He's waving at everybody. Yeah. Curtis Armstrong keeps yelling at him to do stuff. <laughs> Hit your marks. Know your line or whatever. Best of all, he gets the opportunity to pick a child to present a coveted limited edition Turbo Man doll. Whoa. And Curtis Armstrong makes sure to tell him, you're supposed to be holding the toy. Got to hold the toy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> ah! I like how he grabs Holds it. Holds it in like, the air. Yes, yes. Victorious. Obviously. He chooses Jamie. I like how he's doing this whole pointing thing and the, the Ted Jr. Johnny kid, whatever his name is. Yeah, Johnny. He's like, oh, pointing at he's him. He's pointing, pointing at, at me. Him. And then eventually the mic kicks on for reasons. Right. I guess he's at like, this Jamie! point, they turn up the volume. He's like, Jamie. And Jamie's like, he knows my name. Oh, dear. Acting. Yeah, that's what they call it. On the big screen. So Jamie goes over to the float and he's like, how did you know my name? And he's like, I am your... F- Hold on. You're going to use that line later. <laughs> I'm a professional actor. I don't want to step on your line. <laughs> and then Myron appears, dressed as Turbo Man's archenemy, Dementor, having bound and gagged the real actor on a rooftop. As you do. Yeah, All the crimes. All the He's crimes. He's done every crime today. Every crime. Yeah. And then he starts chasing this little boy around, trying to get his toy. <laughs> yes. And the back. crowd is loving it because they think it's part of the show. It up. Howard does his best to keep up, but he's having trouble controlling the Turbo Man suit. Well, it's because it's an operational suit. Yes. Where it does have these discs that it's shoot got out. Blaster discs and. It's got a fucking jetpack, Brian. It does. Let's just get to the point. We might as well. It's got a fucking jetpack. Jamie climbs to the top of a building and Myron chases him, continues to chase him, really. Right. And. Then he gets onto this Christmas tree display, which falls over. Why would you climb this display on the roof? Where do you expect to go at this point? Because Jake Lloyd's an idiot. I was going to say, because this child (laughs) in the movie is as smart as the actor portraying him. This is George Lucas. Save that kid. I need him. Save him. (laughs) And then you have Liz running around going like, oh, my boy, my boy. And the The cop's like, like, it's all part of the show. She's like, it's fucking not. (laughs) The cop's like, oh, yeah, your kid's doing a real good job. And they don't even react to part of the show. Because Minneapolis cops are the fucking Uh. worst. (laughs) (laughs) So Jamie and Myron are dangling over the street. And Jamie's like, Turbo Man, use your Turbo Rang. 
which is just a piece of plastic boomerang. And he throws it, and he and Myron's like, "Hi, you missed!" And it's a boomerang, so it comes back. Oh my god! And it, it hits, hits him. him. Great. And he, and he, and he falls, falls, but he has the Turbo Man doll in his hands. Yeah, he won. And he falls into the the police float. That's what it is. Because they we, all draw their guns. We on do him. see. Hum, Hummel, is that his name? The cop that we see throughout this whole movie is yes. on a float now waving all of a sudden. Yep. He's like, I lost the perp. Well, going to go wave to <laughs> better, my, better my beloved crowd here, my beloved city. <laughs> like, this is, what is happening? I don't know. This movie just falling apart is happening. It is. And then all the cops sit there in their dress blues or pointing guns at. At Dementor. Exactly. So Jamie starts to fall off this Christmas tree display. Yep. And Howard uses the jetpack, which he had disastrous results with earlier is all of a sudden working fine for him. He catches Jamie, they yeah. land. And then they, no, they fly way too goddamn high for not knowing how to operate. That's this. true. With a child. As a father, I panicked a little bit, which what was you weird. Do? I like that. <laughs> His mom's reaction when he gets caught by Turbo Man is to just lightly touch her chest. Like, <laughs> right. oh dear, I was so worried. <laughs> uh, Rita Wilson, stay married to Tom Hanks. Yes. You're doing great. You're doing great. After this whole ruckus, Jamie is bummed that his dad wasn't there to see it. And then Howard's like, ah, but Jamie. <laughs> you don't recognize the six foot six Austrian man? It's so weird that you haven't picked Even up Liz on the is standing accent. there <laughs> Going like, man, Howard's never around. <laughs> I can't believe he missed this. You know, to be fair, Arnold does a really good Minnesota accent this entire movie, and it would be hard to pick him out. <laughs> He takes Jamie, off. I'm, I'm so sorry that I couldn't be there to help you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I want to attempt it. <laughs> All the way up here in the north. Yeah, don't you know? <laughs> Very difficult. Oh, God. That's so bad. So, it's so delightful. <laughs> so Howard takes off the helmet and he reveals it's him. And, ah, and, what a and surprise. Jamie's like, Dad? And Rita's like, Howard? Howard. Ooh. <laughs> uh, as Myron is being hauled off by the police, Jamie's like, hey, here's the Turbo Man doll. And, and Myron's like, wow, thanks, kid. Thanks. And then, of course, Arnold's confused, like, why are you giving him the doll? I thought that's all you wanted. He's like, I don't need a doll. My dad's the real Turbo Man. Right. And that's lovely. And it's a nice little bit of sentiment. Yeah. But. But that guy is going away for a long time. He's going time. away for a long time for all the copious amounts of crimes he's committed. Yes. And to me, this feels a lot like, Brian, I lied to you and I apologize. This feels a lot like the end of The Grinch oh, of no. maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas means a little bit more. Yeah. But it also fucking doesn't. Because right. Because it's still extremely materialistic. Because, because <laughs> this right here is Sinbad going, my kid would much rather have this doll than a father. Right. But then at the same time, Jamie's going, I don't need it. I have a, a dad at home who's also Turbo Man. It's like, kid, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I got news for you. <laughs> I've still got a lot of mattresses to sell. <laughs> this is the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> it's really awful. I shouldn't even say it. This is the worst Boxing Day ever. I feel like that if this movie progressed even just a little bit further, Jamie's going, dad, I'm a loser. Yeah. Oh, remember when I said if I didn't have the dog, I'd be a loser? And I, I keep telling the kids at school that my dad is Turbo Man. They're like, it's a show, you dipshit. <laughs> Howard apologizes to oh, a shocked man. Officer Hummel who says, Turbo Man, we could use a guy like you on the job. He turns around, and Officer Hummel's like, oh, this fucking guy. And no no repercussions for him. None, zero. He saved the day-ish. 
Ish. He saved his own kid. He That's saved really his own kid. And then he's, you know, he's a here. He's declared a hero and he's lifted on everybody's shoulders and carried away. Fade to black credits. Out of mind. <laughs> There's a whole scene after this. Oh, yeah. I have a scene too, but it comes after the credits. What scene? Howard is finally placing the star on the top of the tree. Yeah, all right. This is my scene that's pre-credit. They really squeezed it in. This is bullshit, but go ahead. And uh, everyone's happy. It's, it's you know, it was a great Yay. Christmas Eve. There wasn't any, you know, light arson or our B&A. vehicle being destroyed. And... <laughs> or federal crimes, putting bombs in the yeah, police officers. Bomb right? threats. None of that. Liz is impressed at the lengths that Howard is willing to go for a present for Jamie and has her wondering, what'd you get me? <laughs> It's very good. And you cue that classic shocked Arnold expression with the, the zoom, zoom in, in and again. everything. Here we are. Oh, man. And that is Jingle All the Way from 1996, directed by this fucking guy. Yeah. I was uh, surprised for... Uh, I yeah. would not have seen the post-credits scene normally, but I left the credits running as I started doing something else. And then it started. I was like, it's 1996. There shouldn't be one of these. No, but here we are. And there it was. Yeah. I'm a little bummed that you had the extended version because I feel like you would have missed that entirely. I left it running, and I could and have nothing surprised happened. you. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? This movie's fine. It's a Christmas movie. The nostalgia factor's all there. It's Overall, it's a pretty big pile of garbage, Very though. nostalgic. When you, when you look at it. very problematic. Yeah. But so much fun. It is a lot of fun. And yeah. there's a lot of not fun, too. There is a lot of not fun. There's a lot of stuff that has not aged well at all. I'd still watch it again in a I second. I would, too. I watched it twice in the last two days. I did, and too. And I'm happy. Admittedly, I did, too. <laughs> I feel dirty saying that, but- here we are. Here we are. It put me <laughs> in the spirit. I'll say that. Did it? Yeah. All right. The spirit to buy stuff. Very That's fair. the Christmas spirit, right? That's what it is, according Consumerism. to the Consumerism. Rotten Tomatoes, 1 100. Go ahead. 40. No. Not even close. Oh, I got to think critically. Yeah. 20. No. Where is it? 15. Oh, my God. Yeah. Audience score is only 38. Really? So this thing. Did not do well. It's a stinker. The critics' consensus is Arnold Schwarzenegger tries his best, but Jingle All the Way suffers from an uneven tone, shifting wildly from a would-be satire on materialism to an antic slapstick yuck fest. That's true. It does do that. <laughs> Roger Ebert did see this movie. He gave it two and a half stars. Okay. That's better than I expected. I took his short one because his review on this one was just, I'm going to tell you what happens. Sure. Got the entire movie. And I, went, I already watched it twice, Raj. Yeah. I'm good. He says, I liked a lot of the movie, which is genial and has a lot of energy, but I was sort of depressed by its relentlessly materialistic view of Christmas mm -hmm. and by the choice to go with action and mild violence over dialogue and plot. It did do that. It did do all of that. So he's not wrong. No, nothing's very exciting about this. Not, not really. No. How about that? So far, it's, it's uh, pretty bland and boring. And I'm going to go right to the one-star reviews even. Sure. Like the Sinbads on Amazon. The <laughs> Sinbads. They gave this thing a 4.7 out of 5, 6,200 reviews. Wow. 81% of 5 star, 2% of 1 star. Damn. This seems appropriate to start it off. One from December 22nd, 2019. Okay. My nine-year-old son and I started watching this. We turned it off due to how much shouting and drama was happening. <laughs> Maybe it turns happy later, but the first quarter is stressful. You wanted to watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie with no shouting? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, this is a stressful Christmas movie. I'm a parent, goddammit. This has been a stressful fucking month. Yeah. I don't need this. This is too much. Give I need a something... little girl tugging on Jim Belushi's fake beard or whatever. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me give me the sweet content. I need, I need the happies. Not here. Not here. From January 11th, 2019. The only reason I watched this movie 
was with the Red Letter Media commentary. Thank you, RLM, for making our Christmas even better. And now I know I need to watch that now. Yeah, that sounds fun. It does sound fun. The last one I have is from December 5th, 2016. A busy father is willing to do anything, including lying, murder, stealing, evading police, B&E, hit and run, and many more whimsically illegal things to get a toy for his son on Christmas. Lucky for Arnold, blowing someone up leads to a hilarious soot-filled face. Yep. That's... Nailed it. That is very lucky. Completely nailed it. Uh, Whimsical. Oh, that was great. That's just... Whimsically illegal things. Whimsically illegal. When does he murder somebody? I am unsure, but I mean, look at the body count in this thing. There's got to be someone. It wouldn't surprise me if you see one. You're like, oh my God, where? Who died? (laughs) Probably Vern Troyer. He did get punched by the big show. The big show, and he went flying. He sure did. That's internal bleeding all over. Definitely. Could hear him now flying across. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Will somebody put a bell on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I found while I was looking up stuff for this movie? What? You can buy Turbo Man on eBay. Like the doll. Really? Yeah. Why? There's There are Turbo Men available right now on eBay. How much? The cheapest one right now as we're recording, it's not in very good condition. It's been used. The Spanish one. Okay. It's been played with a lot. Okay. It's a good thing. It's what toys are made for. Don't collect. It's $77. That's for the wild, for the broken turbo. For the man. broken one. They go up to as high as $1,300. Oh my God. In the box? Yeah, of course. In the box. And it's graded. So there it is. Nerd. <laughs> I got my action figure from Turbo Man graded. They're 13 and a half inches, so like they're the they're size huge, from the movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's the only toy they had time to make because of the short production schedule right. of this movie. And even still, critics were like, they're just doing it to sell toys. And it's like, yes. we barely made any toys. Yes. Jake Lloyd is about to learn that world really, really soon. <laughs> Can we please give this thing a super stuff score? I would love to, but we're not going to do that just yet. And now for another edition of the Kid Podcasters Theater. We're going to do things a little bit differently this time, Dave. How? Uh, Same intro. It can't be different. It's going to be slightly different. Just a different order of me introducing things. Oh, okay. um, As always, Keaton Patty. He's, uh, he's the best. Course. He's great. I'm going to tell you what roles you're going to be playing before I tell you what we're, what we're doing. <laughs> okay. That is a little different. All right. Dave, in this one, you're going to be playing the part of single mother. Nailed it. And I'll be doing the part of businessman and <laughs> okay. the narration. Keaton Patty says, I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, dear. And then okay. asked it to write a Hallmark Christmas movie of its own. Here's the first page. Tis the season. Tis the season. This is called The Christmas on Christmas. <laughs> that nailed it right away. And action. Interior, small town, snow globe refillery. We see a single mother refilling snow globes with Christmas juice. She is widow. Her husband died in every war. (laughs) I refill globes better than Jesus Claus, yet still my twins are dad-free. Why? They need double dad. Businessman enters the shop. He wears clothes that cost money. His hands are briefcases. And he's Hallmark hot. (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Hi, do your snow globes lack wet? (laughs) Hurry, Christmas, attack soon. (laughs) Businessman has flashback to when he was business boy. A Christmas tree explodes his family on purpose. He now hates trees and Christmas and explosions. 
He exits the flashback. <laughs> Shut your sound. I am from Huge City. I bought your land and I'm turning it into an oil resort. Rude behavior? This is a family business. I sell families. <laughs> I am widow. My husband is now bones. Single mother points to her husband's bones in the corner of the room. <laughs> they are all gift wrapped in eggnog. All my wives are b- <laughs> All of my wives are bones. That is America. But I must make money for my twins to live. They are a prince. I too own twins. Please, don't have bought my land. Christmas is today. Laugh. I bought Christmas. <laughs> I bought Christmas and now it is never, unless we go on dates. I cannot date because of snow curse. I pray Santa helps me. Santa cannot help. She did not know, but Santa was her husband. Santa is bones. Bones help nobody. <laughs> Capture the tone really well. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Another Hallmark Christmas movie. Classic, really. Instant classic. Now can we please, please, please give this thing a super stuff score? You have a look in your face that says no. Why do you have that look on your face that says no? I think we could do that. Yeah, let's do that. God damn it. Ah, I faked you out. <laughs> you thought I was going to hit you with one more IMDb trivia effect, didn't you? still didn't might. You? you still might, because I lied to you. You did. You lied to me. And now it's hurt. your turn. It hurt a nah, lot. You're, you're fine. You and your bull cut again. You over know it. I don't have any more. That's why. <laughs> Story and motivation. It's a bad dad. It's a bad dad. He's trying to buy his kid. He's a busy dad. Who, By choice, he's a busy dad. It's true. He's, he's got to sell those last mattresses before the end of the holiday season. I'm going to go with a 0.25. I mean, just because he's a bad dad doesn't mean it's a, a bad story. No, it kind of does. I mean, it is a very materialistic view on Christmas. Like, very. Even though it's trying not to be. It is. It's trying it's not to be. It's actively trying not to be at the end of this thing. That's the whole moral. Right. And then it's like, No. You, you got your daddy. You own your daddy. Uh, he's your toy now. I like how they, they just kind of wrapped it up. Like, I'm sorry I neglected you guys. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry I wanted a toy. <laughs> What's that? And I'm sorry I wanted Ted. She did. She never wanted never Ted. Never wanted Ted. <laughs> I'm still going to go 0.25. Yeah, I think I'm going to acknowledge that there's a story. That's fair. Hero. Arnold. Yeah. No. Like, no. Like, no. But what about all but the like whimsical illeg- illegalities? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to start at zero. I think zero is good. Okay. I'm going to end at zero. Yeah. Villains. Sinbad. Sinbad. It's got to be. Proper villain. Yeah. He blows up cops. I'm going to go 0.25 to acknowledge his illegal activities. He almost kills a child. I'm going to go 0.5 to acknowledge him nearly (laughs) killing a child. Child murder. Always good for a 0.25 bump on on Absolutely. Parents? They're alive. This is a tricky one. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. I don't either. We're in a weird category here where we're not quite superhero movie. We're superhero adjacent because of Turbo Man. Right. The other option is teamwork, and it's It's just Arnold. So, How about we do a quick substitute? Okay. And we go Holiday Spirit. I like that. Holiday Spirit. It's probably a zero, but also not. It's definitely, I I don't think it's a zero. It's late 90s consumerism. 2000s area of consumerism. Tickle me, Elmo. Yeah. It's a. but is that the holiday spirit? It's that's extremely unfortunately timely. What it became. It's got some really good music in it, but I know that's not the category. It's not the category. But it is holiday music. It's got a reindeer. It has an actual reindeer that gets punched in the punched face. Punched in the face. And then fed booze. I'm going to go point five. Okay. For drunk reindeers. For drunk reindeers mostly. Because you know what? They need their time too. They do. You know what? Stressful season for it reindeer. It is. Female characters. I don't like her at all. 
She has so many chances to stand up for herself, and she actively is choosing not to. And letting Phil Hartman hit on her constantly. Yeah. And it is gross. But she has so many chances to just say, yo, stop. Yeah, like, fucking uh, Phil, stop. what are you doing? Have you not I'm seen married. my bodybuilder Austrian husband? Stop. Do you realize what he shit. could do to you? Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm going to go zero. She does hit him in the head with eggnog. Eventually, after putting herself in this horrible position. She needed a way to get to the parade. She could have gotten out and watched the kids while Phil Hartman parked the van. She absolutely could have. Zero. Zero. Setting. It's very much Minneapolis and St. Paul. And it, that blew my mind. It is mind. very much I'm gonna a go place I've never been, but I believed it. One. I think that is perfect. Even though the parade is shot in LA. Not important. Nope. One. Not important. And shot during the day instead of at night like it is in Minneapolis. Correct. Not important. <laughs> Not important. Style and tone. I think this thing's all over the place. It really is. Like, it starts in one place, and it takes a, a hard turn when you get to the Santa scene. Yeah. And then completely goes off the rails during the parade. It does. I'm going to go zero. I think, Easy. I this think that does not know what it wants to be. It has no clue what it's trying to do. Music. I like it. I really like the music. I like it quite a bit. You get some Brian Setzer in there. You do. I'm going to go one. I think it's a one. And it's, I mean, I feel like that's easy because it's Christmas, Christmas music. music. It's all it is. It's a cop out, but. special about it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It had me feeling Yuletide joy. One-liners. I'm going to start at one. It definitely starts at one. It's probably going to end at one. It's a very good line. It's. I mean, put the cookie down is a great line. That gets it a one alone. It's turbo time. He doesn't ever really get that line out. He absolutely does before no. he takes off. He takes off as he's trying to get the line out and kind of- He finishes the line. Fades. No. He absolutely finishes the line. No, he, he doesn't treat it like the I watched it twice. Finish. No. Yes. Okay, if you say so. But. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stand at one. How about that? Okay, that's fair. Impact on the genre. Are we judging this thing as a superhero movie or Christmas movie? Probably a Christmas movie. I'm going to go .25. This thing somehow still gets watched today. <laughs> what do you mean somehow? You enjoyed watching it. I did. I watched it twice. Yeah. And Oliver the Ricketts, he said, it's a classic. And it is. And it might be. It is a classic. And it's a young classic. Yeah. Okay. Point five. God damn it, I feel dirty. You shouldn't feel dirty. Feel Point like five a, a is fine. Mail bomb just blew up in my face. When I when I tell you what the total score is, you're going to be like, no, that's probably about right. Okay, go ahead. Four and a half. Yeah, that's about right. See? Probably too high, but that's all right. I don't think it is. You got nostalgia glasses. I feel like it could have gone higher, and I still would have been okay with it. Okay, you're going that way. Yeah. Fair enough. So, that is Jingle All The Way. We did it. We Another did Christmas the movie. movie in the books. We only got one movie left in 2020. We do. And our plan was that we were going to go out on an Ebert. That was the original plan. Ebert pick. But you guys came through once again. Michael Carlstrom wrote into us and he said, really wish you guys would review the 1980 Flash Gordon movie. It's got that sick Queen soundtrack. Oh, and it's yeah, also it the 40th anniversary. We're going to squeak it in in time for the 40th? We are. We're going to make it. Just barely. Just barely. We're going to be talking Flash Gordon. I'm very excited. I am extremely excited, and that is a hell of a request. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. We're going to make your dreams come true. Not Scott's Tot style. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to happen. Flash. That's a fantastic request. Ah. I'm very Don't excited. Don't do that. I, I'm going to get just aroused. All right. I will not do that. Under table Favreau. I don't need one of those. <laughs> Flash Gordon next week. Can't wait. Excellent. Until then, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, because- 
got a little surprise coming out in the next couple days, actually. We do. Make sure you subscribe. So if you subscribe right now to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on, you'll get that automatic download Christmas morning. You can come see what Santa brought you. Spoilers, it's it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on Patreon. That's you, right. You get that for free if, you're, if your podcatcher automatically downloads it. It's the only way you're going to get it. We're not even going to post it up on Facebook or Twitter or nothing. You got to be subscribed to get that. It's the only way. And so. I will tell you, it's a banger of an episode. I think it's personally my favorite episode we've ever done. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's extremely good. I enjoy it a lot. I'm excited for people to actually hear that one. Yeah. To get those thoughts out there. There's a lot. The other way to get that is to actually become a patron. Head on over to patreon.com slash Podcasters, and for as little as a dollar a month or as much as you want to give us, you get all sorts of content that we're putting out all year long. It's arguably too much content. Yeah. We kind of figure that if you're going to even support us in any way possible, even for as little as $1 a month, we're going to give you content. Yeah. We're going to make it worth your while. That seems like a fair trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> It makes sense, you it know. It really does. And you're going to hear our not-so-super movies that we have. Willy Wonka is one of them. We also have The Karate Kid from yep. last month. And you're going to get When Harry Met Sally next month when that happens. It also features other movies like Fight Club and like The Fifth Element. Walk Hard was one month. It sure was. was. Great month. Shawshank was another one. Yeah, that we a, did that Shawshank. That was a really good episode. Uh, you also get Batman Animation, which is our journey through Batman Animated Series. Yeah. You get The Pull List, which we're doing a special thing. Now, because now we know WandaVision is going to be coming on Disney Plus January 15th. We've already talked about House of M. That's one of the big inspirations behind WandaVision. Now we're talking about the big one that's going to be released before WandaVision airs, which is Tom King's Vision Run, which is a goddamn masterpiece. And we also have Blurt and Turney, which is our bracket style show that we do. You might remember from earlier during quarantine, we were releasing those on the main channel. And now they've made their way over to Patreon and we're doing all sorts of fun stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff there. Go ahead, subscribe. Yeah. We appreciate it. If you guys like what you hear, supporting us, either listening or subscribing on Patreon. We appreciate it either way. Yeah. And be sure to follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at Cape Podcasters. Check out our website, capepodcasters.com. We have links for everything there. That all you got? I think that's it. Fantastic. We're going to see you guys next week for Flash Gordon. Ah. Same pod time? Same pod. Put that cookie down. So, Brian. Yeah. That is Jingle All The Way. It is. What do you think happens post-credits? I think we go to the Death Star. <laughs> okay. Did not see this happening. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're looking at the back of Darth Vader, and he's just he's just done some stuff, man. He's, oh, oh boy. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, we hear, Jamie, did you just cut off your son's hand? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he turns around, he rips off the helmet, he's like, I learned it from you, Dad. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> what do you think happens after You are, like, way too good of an actor. That's the problem there. Yeah. Oh, and him. Kind of that Jake Lloyd mindset. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's on you. <laughs> what I think happens is you have Arnold 
and Jamie watching TV at the beginning of this thing, and there's a new Hess truck out there. Oh, yeah, it's back. Yeah, it's got it's it's back, and it's better than ever. Christmas this year. <laughs> Buy a green and white fucking truck that you'll forget about next year. That. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jamie's like, "Oh God, I really want that one this year. It looks so cool. It looks so different from last year. It doesn't have a race car. It's got a helicopter. Great, fine, whatever." <laughs> So Arnold's like, I'll go get you. It's fine. He goes out to the store and everyone's battling over Hess trucks. This is the 90s when those things mattered, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and he sees Sinbad. Sinbad's like, I'm going to get one of those Hess trucks, son of a bitch, or whatever. <laughs> and they go into the toy store and they're all out of Hess trucks there. But there's one and the guy's holding it up and it ends up breaking apart as he's holding it. It's like, I know. Oh, now there's no. two pieces. You have the truck and you have the, the helicopter there. And all you hear is Howard yell, put the chopper down! 